You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. TechFan Podcast number 459. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David. Oh, wait, no. You you don't look like David. You don't sound like I'm a David. Little, I'm a little taller. A little bit taller. Just like yeah. double the height of David. So. <laughs> double the height of double. most people. I'm too damn tall. So that's Guy Searle, for those that are not in the know. He is, um, I, you know, you're one of you my original curd, co-hosts. Say it. The current host yeah. of the My Mac podcast. I, I wonder how, if you actually, and now it's not as much as you and, and Gaz at this point, but yeah. um, I'm probably number two, and you're probably number two on my list of co-hosts. We've probably done more shows together than other than Gaz and David. Yeah. Isn't that funny? And, you know, well, because I think I started on the, the My Mac podcast doing segments, like yes. show 35, I think it was. Yeah, it was really early. Yeah. And then we got all the way up to 100. show 100, yeah. where we, we did that in person at that Apple store in Grand Rapids. It was our 100th uh, anniversary show, which was, by the way, I listened to that maybe about six months ago. It, it came up for some reason, so I was like, I'm going to go back and listen to that. Um, you know, you could tell you and I were having a good time at the Apple Store giving stuff away and chatting, and yeah. there was an energy to it that you don't hear a lot on you know stuff like this, these pre-recorded shows. Um, but then the segments that people had submitted that we kind of put into the show were just so John Farr sang this song and it was just fantastic. It was, yeah. it was such a fun time to podcast. Not that it's not now, but we were, it was, we it was were different. Though. Well, we were pioneers. Yeah. We, we were the original and still are the original podcasters. You know, when the MyMac podcast started, a lot of people may not remember this. Uh, a guy named Adam Curry really invented podcasting. That's, you know, he, he kind of got this ball rolling and he was the guy who set my first RSS feed up. That's how early in podcasting it was. I could, I couldn't get the damn thing to work and he basically fixed it for me. Um, so that's a, that's a long time in podcasting and it's not that it's not as good now. It's probably better now to be honest, but it, it that's a long time. Yeah. And the, you know, when you listen, for anyone who wants to go back and listen to that show, uh, what doesn't really come across because I was just so excited to be there was just how sick I was. Oh yeah. You were dog sick. Yeah. I, I got there, I think it was, it, yeah, it was the night before and, uh, you and Chad came over to the hotel room and we recorded, God, it must've been two hours of, of content. Of just all like all kinds of, of silly crap. Yep. And then when I got up the next day, we we had to go out and and there was some some tech gear that we needed that either hadn't worked hadn't worked right or that you know was just needed to to do the live cast. And as soon as I got up that next morning, I I just felt awful. Yep. And I was running on aspirin and um. The, the green cold medicine they don't sponsor us so they don't get a they shout don't get out. a shout out no yeah and uh adrenaline and that was that was pretty much what i was going on that whole time it was um you know i, I was going to try to find it quickly on the website but if you try to look for my mac podcast 100 there, it there's so many my mac podcasts i mean 
I yeah. just got done pushing live your la- your latest show that came out this week, uh, the My Mac Podcast at eight fifty eight. Yeah, you know we're at yeah. four fifty nine here. It's not quite double, but it's damn close. Well, I mean, after after uh, you left the show, you did the original uh, tech fan. Well, I did uh, when I first left the show. I no, did OWC, radio, OWC radio, OWC radio. Yeah, right, right, right. I did that for about a year and a half, and then I took a gig um, that basically Apple asked that I not do OWC radio. And when that is your biggest business partner, you kind of got to listen a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you kind of listen. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I started. I retired from that show, and I started Tech Fan. Uh, initially, it was going to be a solo show, and I was going to have a rotating guest. But I think by episode four, it was just like, it's it's David, who yeah. at the time had been doing the MyMac podcast with you, had some issues, quit, yeah, had and then got out. Yep, and then came back into podcasting. So I basically I swapped co-hosts with you. You had David Cohen, then I had David Cohen, and then Gas yeah. stepped into that role. Yes. Which was fun. It's, and it's well, still going it's on. It's hard to believe that that was, that was like over 10 years ago because it was March of, I think, 2010. Yeah, Actually, that's about over right. over 11 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, because I remember having a conversation with you. Yeah, I actually had hair then. Something just turned on in my house. What the hell was that? Something just went, whoa, whoa, and just turned. I have no idea what it was. <laughs> I've got too much crap here. I, I love the arcade machines in the background. Yeah, they're fun. You know, people go, do you still play them? I do. Uh, although my latest, I don't want to call it obsession, uh, I have a little mini PC here. Uh, let me pull up the spec sheet because it, there was a time in my life, Guy, I could have told you exactly what this machine was. Oh, it's this, right. this, and this, and it does this, and uh, I'm not that guy anymore, unfortunately. Well, you, honestly... For oh, ever since everything kind of went multi-core, it almost doesn't matter anymore. I know they're all so powerful. It's like, yeah. So this is, um, it could fit in the, well, it'll fit in your hand. It's not going to fit in the palm of your hand, but mm-hmm. it's a UM340, which I, yeah, I have no idea who this company is, but like you said, it doesn't matter. They all use off-the-shelf stuff, anyways. Sure. Mini PC AMD. It's a Ryzen five. Um, four core. So it's at least a quad core. Well, it's a yeah, it's a four core. Uh, Windows ten. It's got sixteen gigs of DDR RAM, two hundred fifty six gig SSD. It's got HDMI, DP, USB C. Uh, can you go dual monitor with it? Yeah, we sh- yeah you can with almost anything now. Okay. It's an adapter. Uh, it's got Radeon Vega eight graphics. It's Quite honestly, it's a powerful little sucker, and I'm just using it for gaming. That's all it is. Sure, it's yeah. I've my got son the, Peter just just built a, a PC for gaming. Well, I downloaded a front end um, that's a little bit more powerful than I usually run on my Raspberry Pis, and it's got I don't know a couple thousand games on it, but it's curated. It's not like everything under the sun. It doesn't have some of the classics on there like uh, Atari games and. Um, either 2600 or television games or ColecoVision. It doesn't have any of that, but that's fine because I have that on a Raspberry Pi anyways. Well, and not only that, honestly, a lot of 
the four bit and eight bit games from from back then that were just so brilliant they they don't necessarily hold up. Uh, some some do, of them do, but some a lot of them, of them don't. don't. You, nobody yeah, can like, play barnstorming and not have a good time from the Atari Twenty Six. Yeah, or River Raid. Or River Raid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those games are just there's classics for a reason. Um, and then there's some games that I played then that I really still only play for the nostalgia factor, like mm-hmm. Aliens on the Atari 2600. It's just a Pac-Man clone, although, it, honestly, it was better than the original Pac-Man then, on the oh 2600. God, that original Pac-Man game was just so awful. It was so awful. Um, and then the guy, I, I saw an interview with the guy who made it at this gaming convention, and he was like, well, that's all we could do at the time. You know, that was that was state-of-the-art, except okay, well, you five know what? minutes later... They show this guy who built a homebrew Atari Twenty Six Hundred game that was yeah. so faithful to the original arcade, and he was like, "I, I didn't." And he was talking to the guy, and the guy was telling him all the tricks that he did. And the guy was like, "I had no idea that was possible." So, well, you look at you look at a game like um, I think it was called Phoenix. It was made by a different company. Yeah, where you had these birds that were like yeah. trying to to dive bomb you. If somebody could make that. For the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, don't tell me you oh, couldn't make a decent Pac-Man. Like Pac-Man. I said, Barnstorming or Pitfall or yeah, I mean these games were brilliant and they they worked and they sold extremely well. So when you come out with a port of Pac-Man, that literally will cause people to have seizures. Yeah, that that's kind of an issue. Kind Just of an issue. A little bit. A little bit. So I've got this gaming PC. Uh, I've downloaded the Xbox for Windows app. And a lot of my Xbox games that I've downloaded over the years work fine on this. I can download them and play them on here. I've got a Xbox 360 wired controller plugged into it. Actually two of them. So Cole and I can play some, you know, fighting games and racing games and stuff like that. And then I also downloaded on here Steam and uh, the EA app because that's part of my Xbox thing. So I literally can download and play hundreds of thousands of games on this tiny little PC that's uh, it's about the size of my hand that weighs nothing. Actually, it has a, uh, a a mounting bracket that comes with it, so you could literally mount it to the back of a monitor if you wanted to. It's pretty. Yeah. It's, and then it's, it's like pretty cool. it's it's basically it's not an iMac, but it's it's certainly an all in one game. Yeah, machine. it's right there. I mean, it's uh it's impressive, and the top. <laughs> I can't do it because it's not plugged in. Um, the top, you can literally push down and it pops off. It's magnetized with springs. And there's oh, a slot there. The yep. And there's a slot right there that's empty for a two and a quarter inch SSD if I wanted to put more hard drive space in there. I don't. I don't care because I've got like a five terabyte external USB plugged into it. So, And if it takes a little bit longer to launch a game because of that, I, I don't care. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, okay, I had to wait 15 seconds instead of five seconds for this game to launch. I'm not that impatient. I can wait a minute. And so much of it is held in memory that it it doesn't matter if, you know, that it, it's yeah, a Kindle it's got 16 drive gigs or an SSD of RAM. Or, Once or it's loaded, it's going to be blazing fast, anyways. Yep. But, yep. you know, for, and this thing costs, um, with the 16 gigs of RAM and the 256 uh, internal SSD, $589. Nice. Six twenty nine. If you want to double your SSD to five hundred twelve, I got it for free, so it's not like I. It didn't cost me. Oh, are you anything. doing a review on it, or yeah, it's part of the um, the Prime 
or the oh, Amazon. Uh, Amazon, okay. yeah. That's where I've been getting all these laptops too. I've got three PC laptops now. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, this is the one I use though. Cole, here I'll show you. You can't see it on the video. Cole has decorated this nice HP laptop with uh, Super Mario stickers, but <laughs> of course he did. This has about the same specs as um, as that mini PC. And then I've also got, which is actually a little bit faster, but that one that I just showed you is the one that you can flip around. Right. And yeah, you, you and Dave were talking about that yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. I also have this Acer, which is also a really nice computer, and it's got the fingerprint reader on it. And uh, This is a great computer, and it's going to be Julie's, but she just hasn't taken possession yet. I don't know what she's waiting for. <laughs> Um, it's kind of bugging me that she hasn't grabbed it yet. But. Well, it's, it's just so weird that, you know, I mean, you and I have been Mac heads for a long, long time. Well, for me, it started in, um, well, professionally 94. 94. Yeah. That's when my yeah. Mac started. Uh, but I was using Macs before that, but that's because I was using Macs. That's what started the, my Mac magazine thing. Sure. Yeah. And I picked up a plus in 87. Yeah. You've been into it longer than me. Well, I mean, at this point, seven years doesn't really mean that much <laughs> when you're talking about decades. Yeah. Um, We're old. Guy. And I, you know, I, I'm at the point now where I'm more platform agnostic. agnostic. I am too, to a certain extent. I, I still prefer yeah. the Mac OS. Well, you're using a, um, um, a Mac mini with M one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute and okay. we're going to expand upon what that Mac mini is sitting on, but how do you like the M one? I mean, I haven't, I played with one briefly in a store, but that's it. I don't, I just unfortunately replaced my iMac and that was the whole adventure with the screen breaking and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a year and a half ago. So I don't have a, pressing need but i keep looking on best buy and my best buy credit card is has a zero balance almost and i'm like <laughs> i can i can pick Burning up a, a mac hole. yeah well kind of but not really because i keep looking i think wow i could i can pick up a mac mini for like 700 bucks and yep. i know it's going to be way faster than this computer i've got right here but i don't really need it i it's not like i'm using this imac going oh jesus christ this thing is just so slow and it's not no it's none of those things it's flying around by the same token i can't use the iphone apps that i know you can now download on your machine that i can't but you don't well, do you i well i have a couple um i couldn't tell you what they are off the top of my head but they don't always work the way that you would expect them to because these screen. were all applications that were yeah that were meant for a touch screen like for example, um, oh, what's the one where you're running around in a spaceship and you have a mystery person that's trying to kill people? There's like five thousand games you just gave the description for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's all it's all it's all done live, right? And well, anyway, that game you can you can load it on your Mac and you can play it on the Mac, but there's no way to easily transfer the touch controls to a, a keyboard and a mouse right but what if so, you had a magic trackpad do you think it would be better well then? i do have a magic trackpad and it doesn't help but 
it yeah it doesn't it doesn't help as as yeah much as as you would want so it to. if that was rather than a mac mini that you have if it was an imac with a touch screen do you think that would i mean number one and you and again people can't see this but i'm holding my hand out in front of me that doesn't seem like it'd be very comfortable for more than a few no, minutes no no what there's a reason why apple has never gone with a touch interface with a desktop computer you know we say that but uh, that first hp that i showed you that i could fold the screen back and use it that way or just as a regular laptop and touch stuff once the screen is touchable guy it makes things easier it really does for some things browsing the internet for instance if i'm if i'm holding my laptop mm -hmm. i just swipe it's just, it's very intuitive. After using, you know, iPhones and iPads and Kindle Fires and all of these devices, uh, Surfaces, Microsoft Surface, um, we know how to touch. It's not, it's muscle memory for a lot of people. And having at least the option to do it, maybe not on an iMac because that's a desktop, but on a MacBook Pro or a MacBook, to me, that makes total sense now. Uh, there's well, Apple can't justify, oh, that's if you want touchscreen. No, you know what? It, it shouldn't be either or, or it shouldn't be or. How about just give it to us? Give us a touch interface on the Mac, at least on the laptops. Hell, put them on the screen on the iMacs too. So if someone wants to use it, it's there. It's not a difficult thing. Look, if Android and Windows can do it. You can't tell me that Apple can't come up with a better touch interface because they're the ones who invented it. I I don't think it's a matter of of how hard it is or whether or not Apple could do it. The you know what works on a tablet with an operating system that was meant to be touched, and what works on a laptop that has some hooks into it to make it a a, a touch a better touch experience isn't necessarily going to work for a desktop machine where you have a monitor that's six inches to 12 inches away where you're, you know, you're reaching your arms out straight in front of you in order to do stuff on the computer, the whole, whatever that stupid Tom Cruise movie was. Right here. Where, Look, know, if I, if I could just scroll like, like that, I'm talking to you and right. I just reach over and scroll. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work that well for everything that desktop computers do. And if there's one thing that that Apple works really hard at is conformity no, within the operating no, system. They, now, this, no, this is just my don't. opinion. No, they don't. It's it's all over the board now with Apple. That's one of the problems with that I see that Apple's has been having lately is they change shit arbitrarily that things don't function the way they used to for no good reason. The Safari beta that's coming or that's out yeah, right now is a prime example we're just gonna hide all the buttons what what it's still there why because of reasons well just to make it look different i mean that's the these are very mature operating systems and it's difficult i think it's getting more it's getting harder more and more harder to come up with things to say, wow, look at what we're doing now. That touch. There you go. Different. I just, I solved the problem and for them. Touch. 
I, I don't think I don't think that t a touch interface on a desktop computer desktop computer is going to work that well. And while it would work with a laptop, you're you're basically splitting the experience with this within the same operating system between a desktop and a laptop. And I, I don't think I, I'm I'm not so sure Apple is interested in going down a route where how you interface with the computer is going to depend on what type of computer it is. So I've got my laptop open. Let me sign mm -hmm. in now way easier to sign in with a keyboard. Now I've got it up mm -hmm. and I can do all my stuff or I could just fold it this way. Now when I'm folding it this way, the keyboard does nothing. The mouse, the, the pad does nothing. It deactivates it. And now it's okay. Just, that's a good touch. Yeah. And now it's just, you know, I can do what I want to just by touching. And how is this not a great feature on a MacBook? Right, but that's 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 a that's a device that you can move around, hold in your hand, do whatever it is you want to do with it. Whereas uh, a monitor that's that's sitting on your desk is more or less a fixed a fixed platform. But you're assuming then that you're only going to use touch interface on a desktop, and I'm saying if I'm sitting here looking at something mm -hmm. and my hands aren't sitting like this because most people don't keep their hands like that the whole time. I could just reach up and scroll real quick as I'm reading an article or if someone says something, I could just reach up and hit pause instead of going from my mouse, positioning my mouse, clicking the button, just pause. Boop. What? I'm sorry. How is well, that not it, easier? It doesn't. It, it, I, I understand why Apple doesn't want to do it. I don't. And I, well, I do. They don't want to do it because they're stuck in their ways Apple can do no wrong. They don't listen to people. They break their own rules. It's like, well, we know that other computers can do it, but we're not gonna for reasons. Well, what I would prefer to f prefer them to do is to work more at making iOS and iPad OS into more of a, a desktop like experience. Uh, yeah, I and, would agree with that. Make it a little bit more cohesive across the board, but then I can touch one, but not the other for reasons. Well, I've been putting, putting that aside, you've got Samsung that's come out with decks. Yep. I, I don't know if you've played with that any, I have not. Okay. I had a small little computer from this company called Jide years ago that was it was basically a little bit bigger than a hockey puck you know more oval shaped and it threw a desktop interface on top of android very much like what samsung is doing with dex and because i had microsoft 365 or whatever they were calling it then at the time I had the, the full microsoft office available to me in a desktop like experience on a computer that I could literally put into my top pocket. It had uh, two USB ports. It had an, an audio out jack. Uh, it had Bluetooth. It had Wi-Fi. Uh, it had an HDMI output. And it cost $80. Yep. And what Samsung is doing, you know, the, the reason why Samsung is going to fail with DeX is because it's not their operating system. So all Google has to do is make a, a small change in Android for reasons, and 
that entire that entire infrastructure just collapses. And it's not just Samsung that would suffer with that. It would also suffer for many developers that that bought into that into that system. So developers are reluctant to sign into Samsung with DeX. And because that, they don't have the application support that they need to get it done because they don't control the operating system. Now, if they would do something like that with Tizen and get some kind of developer support, it doesn't even have to be, you know, the the full Android experience, whatever that is. You know, they don't need to have every single developer that, that develops for Android to sign on, but just a few key ones. They don't and, even need that. All they have to do is have an emulator because it's running on the same hardware. Yeah. Well, and it's all kind of based more or less sort of on Linux. So Correct. Well, if you could, not really, but that's okay. It's it's close enough. It's Linux-ish, <laughs> so to speak. And this is something that... and be, But the, the difference is with Apple is Apple controls the hardware. Apple controls the operating system. So they could turn around and do something like this to where you you plug in a USB-C cable or lightning cable or whatever into uh, the the back of a monitor with a with a you know a, lightning to HDMI or, or what have you and your computer becomes your entire computing experience. Yeah, I I've talked about your computer is just your phone. You get home, you dock mm-hmm. it and it's now at your Mac. Um, yeah. it's an easy thing to do as far as hardware. They've been making docking stations forever. Um, what's difficult is, uh, the money Apple would lose by getting you to buy an iMac, by getting you to buy a keyboard and a monitor. And by the way, an iPad and an iPhone, if your iPhone is just all of those things, you know, the, I, I don't see Apple doing that, but. Yeah, that there's no maybe. technical reason why they couldn't. Absolutely. You know. Um, and when you consider more people buy new phones every year than they buy iPads or they buy Macs. So if you can tie that in, especially if you can get some some corporate backing to where, you know, whoever it is that you work for doesn't have to go out and buy a, a crap ton of computers. Yeah, but then can, you're talking about that you have to make it so it's all cloud-based when you're at work, which is fine. My business is like that. But you can only access this operating system or this environment within the corporate network. Yes. Um, you know, it. I, we used to do that with a company I used to work for. Um, I, I get the appeal of that. It's just not going to happen. Uh, too much chance of issues, if you will. Um, and, but Apple doesn't well, in want a way, to do that. It's because... kind of happening. It's it's kind of happening right now, and the coronavirus is the is the main reason why it is happening. Where people are working from home from their from their own computers and going in virtually. So whether whether or not the environment is is being run in the background of uh, 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 the Mac OS or Windows or iOS or Android doesn't even really matter. You know, basically it, it, they all become just a thin client and you're connected up to a corporate network. So speaking of thin clients, um, you've been losing weight. Now let's not go there. <laughs> I saw your post. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what that 
M1 Mac Mini is sitting on. You, I've been following along on Facebook. I think you've had five posts now um, yeah. about your new desk. So tell me about the new desk. How, how did that come about? Well, basically, um, I, you know, I use, just like you, the, the Sony MDR 7506 headphones. I think they are. Headphones? Yeah. For, for editing audio? No, these are AKGs. Oh, okay. Well, I know that, that for a long time that you were using them. And uh, I went ahead and, and got a pair, and I, I, and I really liked them. But I was getting kind of varying results, and I wanted, I wanted something that was uh, a little bit different. So I, I, I have a buddy who is an audio engineer with NPR, and he recommended I get some some monitors, some audio monitors. So after a little bit of research, I picked up some JBL Mark IIs. And the the problem though was that the desk that I had, which I'd had, which, you know, it was just a pressed wood L sure. desk. That's what I have right now. Like, yeah, I got it like ten years ago. Yep. It was it was fine for when I first got it, and over the years I just kept adding more and more stuff on top of it. And the the speakers were finally kind of the last straw. It was yeah. like, okay, these Where these the just aren't going to work. These? Yeah. So I started looking around, and I found and I found this desk. It's the producer or the Studio RTA producer desk. It's, it retails, I guess, for like five fifty, six hundred at Guitar Center, but they had it studio up. on sale. Studio RTA, I think it's called. Uh, producer station producer station yeah yeah i see it i found it and uh they've had it on sale for a while at 399 still is a guitar center musician's friend yeah it's the same company ebay guitar center musician's friend and music and arts yeah. are all owned Wal by walmart the same has company. it everybody has it for 399 so it was 524 stop saying it's it's always been 399 yeah. If it's three ninety nine yeah. everywhere, that's the that's like this. Um, I don't know if they had these in your area. Art Van. And the what? Uh, it's called Art Van. It was a f furniture store here in the Midwest, and every weekend there was a, it's a President's Day sale. It's the July Fourth sale. It's every yeah. every week was a. This is it. Once a year, this is our sale. Except the one next week. So stop showing At that you're saving prices. this much. When yeah. it's always that, pr it's not a sale. <laughs> oh, I hate it when this it's less so than that. When it's less than this than the proclaimed sale price, let me know about that. Right. So it has a pull-out so, drawer. Um, yeah, which I've got two Mac Minis on now, currently. As I'm looking at this, though, it almost looks like it has rack mounts on each side. It does. Ooh. And with the if heavy right duty. next, right next to that slide-out drawer on top, that's a rack mount as well. Where at the top? Yeah. Oh, it's a little bit. Yeah, I see it now. Ooh, so you are now spending money on rack drawers? Uh, not so much rack doors, though. I have bought some some shelving. The, the, the hard drives are going to go over here on the, the left-hand side because yep. one of them is very noisy. So I figured having it beneath the desk and, you know, push back a little bit will reduce a lot of that noise. You got the maple color, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, it looks nice. 
good contrast. Yeah, they got a dark cherry as well, which which also looks nice. Yeah, I, I, but, I, I don't like the black as much. That looks too... Yeah. But yeah, yeah the, the maple and the cherry looks really good. And and it's... I, I wasn't quite sure what to expect because it's a very long desk. It's like 72 inches. That's what she said. And if you have the space for it, that's great. If you... I, I basically had to pre-assemble part of it in a different room and then drag it, kind of drag it down here. Um, and it's, it is a one, for the most part, a one person job until you get to where you have to, you get most of the lower part assembled, then you got to flip it over. That kind of takes, that kind of takes two people to do that. But it was, it was relatively easy to put together. I kind of wish I had, broken out a, a a drill with like a phillips head bit yeah and, that's all i use I, now by the way i screw screwdrivers i've got a small drill bit and i've got my uh milwaukee thing now that's that's yeah, all i use yeah i'm not gonna spend I five I minutes done that. doing this thing and just done well there were there's there's eight set of wheels on this thing yeah I can and see each that. one of those takes four screws and they look so, like pretty heavy duty casters too they are, yeah, and two of them lock. Well, you have to have a, at least one or two locking, otherwise the damn thing will start rolling around on you, and that's not annoying at all. No, no, not at all. Welcome to my Mac. Oh, shit, there goes the desk. Yeah. Hold on, hold there on. There it goes. <laughs> so I, I, I bought a new uh, dual monitor VESA mount because the one I had was, was not as flexible as I wanted it. Um, but... So far, you know, th the main thing that I've got going right now. Are you looking at me? Is sorry. Yeah, you see this. That means keep going. Okay. the The main thing that I've got going so far is I still I have a couple of uh, power strips that I need to install because right now I've just got this this menagerie of um, just plug in power strips in the back. And it it's it's a mess and likely a fire hazard. So I've got a couple of rack mounted ones that will that will take care of most of that. And uh, some of the audio gear that I have, even the stuff that I don't use on a regular basis, I'm probably going to move out of the the lower racks that they're in and move it up to the the rack that's up here on top. Mostly because I can't see it where it is right now. So if I move it to the upper part of the desk where the the other one is then everything is there and i can adjust it on the fly and all the rest of that i've already got the two uh dbx 286 preamps that i actually use on a regular basis that i use with this with this sm7b microphone and the original plan was i was going to have the the yamaha mixer that i have but don't really use that much in the the upper part of the desk next to where um uh, the, the Mac minis are, but I decided that, that wasn't going to work, especially if I move the rest of the audio gear up to the upper part. So I'll, I'll have to move the mixer to um, the left side underneath the Mac minis in order to make all that work. So I still have, I still have the power strips to install and then I've got to start kind of buttoning up the cables. You know, the power strips is um, people tend to overlook that when they're building a new desk like this. Mm-hmm. Power management is everything. It's in, key. In, it, it's so important. You know, cable management, uh, power management, it's all kind of tied together. But 
if you don't get that right, it looks like crap and the functionality mm-hmm. goes away. So have you done any research on, instead of just a power strip in the back, anything that can, that might, you know, bolt to the back of it. So you're having front facing plugs or anything like that. Well, I, I didn't want front facing plugs. Um, it, it's probably kind of hard to tell from the pictures, but there's, there's a lot of access to the, the left and right racks from behind and, and from the sides. So I did get two, uh, eight port power, 19 inch rack mounted power strips. And it's one's going to go on one side. One's going to go on the other side because I mean, I've got a lot of stuff that's plugged in here. I've got four, basically five audio interfaces. I've got a mixer, most of those monitors, computers. Well, I also bought those little extenders that they, you know, you, you plug that into a power strip, then it comes out about six inches. Yeah. So you can plug in a, um, a brick a big, huge plot. power, yeah. right? Yep. Without covering up other ports. That's very smart. Nice job. And uh, also on the back of this desk, and I don't know if it's mentioned in, in the literature, there is a, a cable channel that goes along the entire length of the desk. That's good in too. The back. Yeah. Very good. So these are all things that uh, I, I haven't. In, I've, I've got the power strips. They're not installed yet. I'm going to be doing that today. Um. But there, I mean, there are, so those are some of the things I still have to do. I, I still need to move some of the, the equipment around a little bit because I'm not happy where I originally put it. And then once everything is installed, uh, then I can start buttoning up the cables. You and, can go zip tie uh, or more like Velcro? Uh, I'll probably, it'll probably be a kind of a combination. Yeah. Uh, I'll use zip ties because there's lots of, I, I don't know if there's alternate views of the desk. There but is. But on the back and the sides, the uh, the little walls that are there have lots of holes. Okay, so you know, yeah, you can see that from the front view. So right, you use so those zip ties to zip aren't tie a problem. There. Yeah, right. And I, I'm areas, a firm believer of saying zip ties for things that you're probably never going to plug in or unplug mm-hmm. until you replace it, and then Velcro wraps for everything else that's not a permanent fixture. Right, uh, and by the time I get done with this. Most everything is going to be permanent. So you're thinking maybe 500 bucks total that you've what, got in into total this? that I've spent. Yeah. Um, it's prop cause I've, I've bought, I've bought some shelves. I've bought the power strips. So maybe uh, 600 bucks. Yeah. Between five or 600 bucks mm-hmm. for everything that I've got. Right. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I made the mistake once and going on, um, Oh, what's the the picture thing that Facebook owns? Oh, Instagram? Instagram and looking up uh, computer setups. And now, maybe twice a week, I get a, an email alert from, yeah. from them with all these different pictures of computer setups. I'm like, I'm not, I don't care anymore. Stop sending me this yeah. crap. Um, but from what I can see, there's no way to, I'm sure there is, but I haven't. I'm lazy uh, to go on in and say, stop showing me this. Um, it's always computer setups and forerunners. I, stop. Um, yeah, for me, it's Volkswagen Beetles yeah, and buses. Could, yeah, because you bought one for your wife. Um, well, she she bought one. Well, the family bought one. Um, I can't tell you how many times I see this $20,000 setup 
and it's on the cheapest goddamn desk you've ever seen. And you're like, yeah, man, that thing is one good accidental sneeze from falling over and destroying all your equipment. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm using an L desk that I don't, I think I got it at Staples or office max yeah, that's or something I got like, mine. yeah one of those yeah and it's basically the same color as your desk but i i'm sure and it has the one shelf on the long piece and the i think we probably have the same desk or so similar to not make a difference <laughs> um, yeah it's all pressed wood it's all pressed wood i've been wanting to replace it for a while but then julie was complaining about her setup for her cricket machines and stuff like that which is just in our bedroom so mm-hmm. i actually went and bought a solid piece of maple I think it was nice. maple and we stained it. And then I found these really heavy duty, um, desk legs, if you will, um, on eBay. And they were like 400 bucks, just the legs, you know? Wow. So I bought those. Um, yeah, you could, you could use it to tow a car if you had to, I think with these things. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to change the tire. Let me use these legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, and so it was real easy. It's just a, well, it's, it's a rectangle, but you know, after we, she wanted it stained blue and this like a year, it was during the lockdown that we did it. Um, I stained it blue. Uh, it came out pretty, she loves it. That's all that really makes a difference to me. She loves it. It's blue. I bought too much wood. There was not a way to get less. So I actually built two of those desks. One is stained, one is still just the raw wood that she uses for her desktop um, in what was our dining room, which is slowly becoming workstation 2.0 for her. Um, right. And that's fine, but it did kind of put the bug into my ear on what I want to do. I think I'm a little bit more limited in space than you are and a big part of that is all this video game stuff which you're only seeing a small part behind me but right. well i know you've right. got the shelf with like just everything yeah well no i kind of that you're talking about that shelf back there yeah yeah but i also have on this side which i don't know if i can't see it let me switch it around so i can uh, well i know you. where you're facing right now that leads out to the living room your living room um no, this is the, from what I see, I'm in the corner and I see my shelf goes this way. And then that's the back of the shelf in the living room. But I also have, oh, okay. Okay. you know, the, this, this tier of laptops and, and iPads. Look at this little mixer thing up here. I got this for review. I haven't even touched it yet. Uh, and then oh, I is have, that the Moana? Moana? Uh, something like that. Yeah. And then yeah. I have this shelf set up with an old, uh, uh, 17. MacBook. Yeah. 17. This little Bluetooth speakers is just holding these shelves tight up. You know, yeah. Oh, I'm getting feedback. I touched a wire. And then over here is my coffee cup, but then this <laughs> is also video. This is hooked up to that mini PC. That's the one I was telling you about. And then I have right. this arcade stick that plugs in. This is an HDMI switch. And then I have the arcade. So where in the hell am I supposed and to plus put the ashtray? Yeah, well, that goes on the desk, so that can go anywhere. <laughs> Where the hell am I supposed to put a, a brand new desk? desk. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I, I couldn't do it. So I almost have to have an L-shaped desk, and the one well, I how have much, how is, much space do you have? I, unless I completely rearrange everything, mm-hmm. and that's no easy task 
quite honest. No, it never is. Um, it's going to have to be another L shape. And well, that's what that's basically why I shut everything down here for like a week and a half. Yeah. Well, because if you look at the before yeah. pictures back behind my my old desk, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a rat's nest. Well, it is mine too, and there's probably twenty plugs that are taking up space back there that isn't plugged into anything anymore. It's just <laughs> cables sitting there for no reason. Um, but I think I have a lot more electronic stuff in my area than you do. Yes, and there's only so much space in here, and everything that's in here, ninety percent, I want to keep. The big shelf behind me is more decorative than anything, but I like the way it looks and it's got lights on it and stuff like that. So there's ways I can do it. I just, I, I think an L desk is still, um, optimal for me. So for me to build a new desk, I'm basically recreating the one I've got right now. And the only reason to do that is two. It looks better and sturdier because press board and um, number two is going to be power management that I can build into the desk rather than yes the crap that's all over the place right now. And so I also have the problem with speakers that you do. Um, my clips. Where do you put them? Yeah. You know, they're on each side of the monitor, but one of them's completely hidden by the iMac. Now, I haven't noticed that it's really affecting the sound quality at all, which is kind of surprising. But... Yeah, where do you put your speakers? You know, when I'm editing audio, I'm listening to my speakers, not my headphones, because right, it sounds That's what I, I, I can hear too. way better. Um, and I get sick of wearing headphones, to be frank with you. Um, no, I'm not going to be frank. I'm just going to I'm going to stay Tim. Um, <laughs> let's let's get off this though. Let's talk about something that has been kind of chapping my ass lately, and it's these. Entitled Apple employees who are oh, bitching God. about going back to work. Yeah. And the latest thing that they're doing is they're saying um, they don't think it's it's fair or good for the company to expect someone who's a single parent to have to return to the office. I'm sorry, you wasn't a single parent when you took the job? You were? Yeah. Then shut up. Yeah. What did, what did you do back then? Uh, that's number one. Number two was disabled people. I would guarantee you guy that Apple campus has probably world-class leading, um, handicap accessible everything. Yes. I guarantee you. So don't, don't use that excuse. Don't use the handicap excuse to, to win some kind of sympathy thing for reasons that Well, that's exactly a lot of times that's, that's what it's there for yeah it's exactly and and, it, and a lot of times people who aren't handicapped use it all the just time for that reason yeah push so the button to open the door in front of you it's awesome yeah um so that's number two and number three was uh it's not fair for those who have moved out of the area well that's too bad move back well i i don't even know what to say about that well you know some people have moved then you don't have a job in here anymore you, Pretty much. you literally moved away and you expect the company to accommodate that because of why? Uh, these are the times I wish Steve Jobs was still back at the company. Oh, well, you know I what he said. I guarantee you he wouldn't be as polite as Tim Cook is probably being. Um, although I don't think Tim Cook is 
as polite as most people think he is. <laughs> you can't run a company like that. Not as polite as his public persona. No, I don't think so at all. But that being said, let's be honest. If Steve Jobs was still there, would this letter from Apple employees exist about wanting to continue to work from home? Hell no. no. <laughs> there's, there's zero goddamn chance that that letter would exist and signed by 1700 oh, it, employees. It, it might no. exist, but it would not be sent. Well, and if it was, if it did exist and it was sent, that would be 1700 X Apple employees. <laughs> there is, what? They, they said, what? <laughs> yeah. Send them their uh, resignation letter, please. Um, yeah. Now, to Apple's credit, they have put, it was going to be September 1st. That's been pushed back to October 1st because of uh, the much deadlier the um, COVID-19 Delta variant. Uh, and it may actually go um, extended beyond that, depending on how everything plays out. I mean, who knows at this point? You know, two years ago, if everyone had said, would have told me that, hey, in 2020, you're going to be wearing a mask every time you go out your front door. I'd have said you're crazy or I became a bank robber. Um, <laughs> but it's so arrogant for, for why do they think that they're entitled to work at Apple and that Apple has to bend over backwards, change their entire culture so you could stay at home working? You know, if, if, they, if they're trying to say it's because it's safer, really, because I guarantee you, all of those employees no, it's, it's are out and about reasons. and they're not wearing masks anymore. It's selfish reasons. Yeah. You know, app and Apple's initial letter to their employees clearly stated, we think the collaborative effort in creating our software and hardware in person is key to our success. How do you help create the next whatever if you're working at home, taking care of your child yeah, or, or whatever it is, that whatever it is. Yeah. Where it, it's not involved with, with working and now, being in front of the other people that are on your team. And, and beyond that, Apple initially said it's three days a week. You need to be back in the office. They didn't say it's full time back in the office. They said it's three days a week. You need to be here. So if you're working five days a week, you're still working two days a week from home. Mm -hmm. The arrogance of that really chaps my ass. It really you does. Know, you and you I and guarantee I you, none of those who signed who, who signed that was Gen X. None of them. Yeah, what well, you and I have grown up in in a, in different environments than a lot of the, the the people either just coming into the workforce or have only been in the workforce for say ten years. Um, I'm kind of at the edge of the baby boomers mm -hmm. and you are at the edge of, uh, Gen X. No, I'm or firmly. Gen X? Oh yeah. I'm Gen X. Okay. Yeah. Gen X started pretty much right around what? 68. Okay. 70. Okay. Cause the boom, the boomers ended around 65, I think. Yeah. And then Gen X comes after, and I, I was born in 70, so I'm hundred percent Gen X. Okay. And we, you know, I mean, and, you know, it's going to sound like, get off my lawn. But, you know, we didn't have computers growing up. We didn't have video games growing up. We had black and white televisions that had, you know, three to five channels, depending on, well, maybe, maybe you didn't, but I certainly did. 
that had three to five channels, whatever you could pick up off, you know, rabbit ears on top of the TV set. We come from a different generation. No question. Yeah. Yeah. And we were more self-reliant. You know, we actually went outside and played with friends. We, you know, we didn't have land parties where everyone is sitting around playing Left 4 Dead 2 or, or and, what and, have you. And let's be clear. We're not saying our life was better because of that. No, 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 no. In fact, it might have sucked more because of that. Because I would yeah. love to have been in land parties and stuff like that, sure, and chatting me too. with my friends twenty four seven, and oh my god, things would have it, that would have been awesome. But that's but not the world we grew up in. The the difference is we were more self reliant. We didn't necessarily expect people to accommodate us for whatever idiosyncrasies that we may have. Whereas now. It, it's God, how to put this? It's become. I saw almost, a video on TikTok. Well, Someone like, said, who do honestly, you talk it's, to? It's, if it's almost like Pokemon mm. where it's, it, it's like, you know, pick your, pick your victimhood. I have more victim points than you do. Well, it goes beyond that though. I, I saw this video on TikTok. I love TikTok, by the way, I'm yeah. not posting anything, but I, I really enjoy watching TikTok. Um, it was a, a Gen X channel, right? And, and there's this one chicken. She kind of reminds me of Peter Cohen's wife. Or at least I've only met her on Facebook, but who who I assume that she would be like with her hair and the way she looks. I'm like, I bet that's exactly what Peter Cohen's wife is like. I like her a lot. And it was a reaction video, and it's clearly a millennial or Generation Z, uh, saying, who is your go-to when you have problems and you need to talk to someone? And then it comes back to the Gen X, and she goes, no one. Gen X doesn't talk about our feelings to other people. How, what, is, what does that even mean? We just drank. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Um, I don't know. It, this, this re, it's almost a demand that they want to stay working at home. Suck well, it up, buttercup. You, it's time yeah, to go back you to don't work. Always, you don't always get what you want. You know, I've been for very, and I don't want to talk about where I work, uh, but for various reasons. It's the I've porn been, industry. We know, guy. It's fine. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm, uh, Lady, lady fingers, snake man. That's my porn name. And, uh, but because of what I do, I've had to go into the office almost every day for the last year Yeah, because there's, there's no one else we've, we have, there's four of the I people was off that for work. two weeks for COVID and I was back in, I was the only guy yeah. there for a while. I mean, same, yeah, same. And you know, would I have liked to stay home and and do all this all the stuffs while at home? Sure, but sometimes you don't get that option, and when you don't get that option, then yeah, you suck it up, and you know you do what it is that needs to be done. And if for some reason that's not good enough, then you kind of need to go out and try to find another job. Yeah, that's on you, boo. I mean, nobody owes you anything in this life. No. Absolutely. You know, I I do wish as a country, the U.S., we'd have a little bit more um, taking care of people 
mentality rather than screw everyone and you know it's it's all about me it's all about money i wish that we lived in a country that wasn't so focused on the accumulation of wealth but we do um and maybe this new generation coming up is going to be the one to change it maybe it'll be better maybe it won't be i don't know <laughs> well um but i've heard because i've I'm, heard this I'm, since 1969 yeah. it's got more of a every single generation grows up get it gets into the workplace and then by the time they're in their 30s or 40s they end up pretty much the same as everyone else yeah but that's not necessarily a good thing I don't i'm not saying it's a good thing no, i'm just saying that's, that's how that's it happens yeah, my experience i agree with you um but they also didn't have the broad communication tools True. and access to information that these generations do but regardless which isn't always necessarily a good thing either. No, but regardless, There's so much inform- when, misinformation out there. True, but when your company says this is what we're doing, you send a letter requesting, "Hey, maybe this isn't such a great idea," and then they reject that letter. They say, "We appreciate your feedback. This is the plan. This is what we're. This is what we're doing going forward." Yes. Any further discussion on your end, I think, should result Pointless. in termination. Bye. No, leadership already said this is what we're doing. Why, why are you still talking about this? Yeah. Well, because of um, disabled people and people who have moved in. Okay, you know what? Okay, well, you know what? That stuff can be taken on a case-by-case exactly. basis. Exactly. And, and let's be honest. You know Apple does. Yes. But, but although if one of your reasons is because you moved, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's not a reason. That is not a reason. And uh, quite honestly, you probably should be fired because you're freaking stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we moved. Why should I, I don't want to come back to that. I moved. What do you mean? Not I got to come back. I'm I, dude. I moved to Texas. Oh, okay. You're fired. Bye. Um, well, we have, we have people that now live in various different areas that used to come in and they're still getting a paycheck based on this area where we live now as compared to the the cost of living wherever it is that they've moved to. And there are some companies in New York that are actually pushing back against this now and saying, okay, well, if, if what you do can be done virtually, that's great. But you're living in Wisconsin as compared to having to come into downtown New York every day. Your salary is going to be adjusted based on the cost of living where you are now as compared to where you were. And, uh, you know, I don't know about that, though. I don't know about that. Well, salaries, a lot of, a lot of what you earn as a salary is dependent upon where you live. So if you live in the in Central Florida, you're not going to make as much as somebody who lives just outside of Manhattan. Correct, because yeah, because if they try to pay the people that live right outside Manhattan the same as the guy who lives in Ohio, yeah, they're they're not going to survive. They're going to starve to death because the cost of living is so much higher. Uh, I agree with that aspect, but going back and readjusting someone's um, that would be. You lose a lot of people doing that. Don't, well, maybe, don't screw but at the same money. time, 
it wasn't the company that told them they had to move. Well, if they moved, they decided that's to one move thing. on their own. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Then it's like, well, you know, you moved away, and um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to follow. I, you know, the the last thing I want to talk about. I was thinking about saving this for uh, the Geeks Pub with David, but let's talk about this. Do you see okay. Activision Blizzard is getting sued um, by California? No, I had not seen so, this. So this is, let me, uh, I want to read this thing. This is on Ars Technica. Um, it's pretty, um, uh, it's basically they're getting sued for this frat boy mentality that Blizzard and uh, Activision have. Now, remember, um, Blizzard was purchased by Activision. You know, Blizzard was and Activision at one time were at at the peak of the top when it came to video game. You know, Activision first. They're the ones that, going way back to our earlier discussion, um, Pitfall and uh, Barnstorming, those were Activision games for Atari. They were ex-Atari ex game people who started their own country, con, uh, company because the big reason is they wanted to have credit for the games that they were making and Atari wasn't giving them any credit. So Activision's whole idea was we're going to put the, the person who writes this game front and center on marketing and inside the thing. And they're going to get full credit. It's going to say, you know, blizzard and then a little or uh, Activision and then whoever made the game. They didn't stay that way. Of course they got way bigger. Um, and blizzard, of course they were well known for starcraft and warcraft and, Diablo, uh, you know, two decades later, great games. They got bought by Activision. So now you have the worst of the worst when it comes to uh, a culture within a company. Uh, the full lawsuit. Allegedly. Yeah. The full lawsuit no, includes not, a lengthy list to, uh, well, to confirm it. Uh, yeah. list of violations, both sexual discrimination and sexual harassment statutes, including many that single out unnamed Activision Blizzard staffers, and they range from explicit to repugnant. The lawsuit describes one particularly extreme example of alleged harassment and says the sufferer eventually took her own life. Multiple company executives are mentioned by name in the filing. Um, uh, yeah. A senior... A former senior creative director of the company's World of Warcraft division allegedly had a reputation at Blizzard's annual BlizzCon event for hitting on female colleagues. He was so aggressive that supervisors had to intervene and pull him off female employees. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Brack is named in these allegations for giving the director nothing more than a slap on the wrist after each incident. Uh and one Activision CTO not identified by name was allegedly seen groping inebriated female employees at company events and allegedly hired women based on their looks. The lawsuit alleges a long and detailed history of Activision Blizzard not responding to official complaints filed by affected staffers. These complaints were allegedly not kept confidential, and the lawsuit claims these complaints were subject to subsequent retaliation, which came in the form of layoffs, unwanted department transfers and denied career advancements. So I, you know, I, 
Now, if this was a person that they were alleging this against, I would say, that would well, be you easy. know, you're, you're in, well, you're innocent to proven guilty. But when the state brings a case against a company and they have this long list of, of allegations, at this point, I would probably say, you know what? I, I kind of think that I don't think California would bring this unless it was merited, which I think knowing, having covered the video game industry for many years and following it along for many years, none of this really surprises me. And that's no. maybe the saddest thing I could say about it, that it, it's not surprising. Um, as a father of three girls, I'd beat the shit out of someone who acted like that to my kids. Um, it's disgusting behavior. And Activision is basically going after California saying this is a, a run amok state agency that this is why companies are leaving California and, and moving to Texas or wherever. Um, which to me suggests if that's your defense, <laughs> that's not a really good defense. Yeah, you guys are guilty. Um, what do you think about this go though, guy? Is, is it surprising? And, and what do you think should be it, done? It doesn't surprise me. And, uh, I'll go ahead and make the assumption that most of these allegations are true. I would agree with you. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's without, knowing the extent of the allegations beyond what you know what we see in the in these articles regardless if any of these are true it's it's horrendous yeah that that this is being allowed to take place and upper management you know it, and the problem is most of this is it's going to be like okay well we're going to fine you x amount of dollars and then you know you just you be a good boy and you don't do that anymore and then it it just kind of goes underground or goes away for a few years and then it comes right back again as long as the the people that allowed it to fester in place are still there so at at some point if the allegations can be proven and if upper management can be shown to not be responsive to the problem responsive to the problems well then they need to go yeah they need to be fired and i think um they're and, a they're a publicly yeah. traded company if i'm not mistaken in fact i know they are um if i was on the board of directors and this suit came out before they were found guilty or had a court case a court date or anything like that before start, that even takes place people out i i start taking upper management out immediately and going through this lawsuit and looking for anybody who is actively named, talking to the alleged victims, talking to the person accused of it, and if necessary, and this you bring in outside people to do this, fire those guys yeah. as well. And I did say guys, because I guarantee you none of the women or, or none of the uh, people named in this is women. Are women, right. No, there's no question. Um Yeah. I've worked in frat boy culture companies before. It's easy as a guy to fall into it. Overlook it. Well, yeah. not overlook it, but actually participate to some extent because you're just with a bunch of guys and you kind of forget and it's this mentality and that is our generations, your generation and my generation. You know, it's just, it's just 
you know, when, when all that stuff came out about Trump and people were like, well, that's just locker room talk. It doesn't mean anything. No, no, it doesn't excuse it. No. And, you know, and it's mostly because you understand it. He was allowed to do it for decades. And when there's no consequences, and, and again, this goes back to... Well, you're rewarded for it. I mean, that came out and the guy was still elected. So there's a whole group of people yeah. in this country that that bought into that's just locker room mentality. And that's the problem with the stuff at Activision Blizzard. It was just locker room talk. It's just the boys being boys. Look, they're spending all these times making these multi-billion dollar game systems they're just blowing off a little steam. They don't mean any harm. It's just, it's just locker room stuff, guys. Come on. No, there's no excuse for it. But there was, and that was an okay mentality for a very long time in this country. Well, I now, I had, uh, I had a very strong uh, mother figure in my life. I don't think you ever. I don't think you ever met my mother. She was five feet one inches of Norwegian fury. Yeah, that you were terrified of. I was. You totally told me stories. You told me stories in person and at MacWorld back in the day. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and one of the things that one of the things that she used to say, and one of the things that that she never put up with, even from even from my father, who you know, I mean, and remember that my parents were much older than yeah, even the, the parents of the yeah. kids I grew up. You were the, you were with. the baby of the family. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my mother was 43 when I was born, which is that's, Oh, good Lord. I couldn't yeah. imagine, especially for 1960. Yeah. So when I, when I got into the workplace, I was very, I was very cognizant of the people that I worked with. And I'm, I'm not going to say that I was always the perfect angel, but I, I, always tried to be the best person I could equally to everyone I was working with because I worked with, I worked with a lot of people and you know, no big surprise that were a lot smarter than I was. And regardless of their gender, it was like, okay, well, what can you show me? What can you teach me? Because that's going to make me more valuable. And I, I push that lesson on everyone who is currently under me now. It's like, don't be afraid to ask the questions, at least to me. For me, it goes beyond I that. Will I, answer the question. I'll give you an example. Um, we just recently hired uh, two new sales associates. And I, I don't know why, I, it, it usually comes down to me training the new people. And that's fine. You know, one of them, though, has worked in two different dealerships for about a year. Uh, a Mercedes and a Kia dealership. Mm -hmm. And so Toyota was new to her, but she had the basic skills. So she followed me for, for a very brief amount of time. I showed her the software and explained some of the hardware to her, you know, the cars and stuff like that. And then she was ready to go and she started selling. The other one came from the restaurant industry and she started about two weeks ago and she's following me around exclusively. I mean, she is on my hip most of the time. And she's chomping at the bit. She really wants to get to selling, but she's not ready. Um, I don't treat them any different than if it was a guy training with me. And I, in fact, I would say, I would go so far as to say, it's not that I don't treat them any differently. I go out of my way to make sure there is no, you know, um, 
anything that could be misconstrued as uh, sexual advancement or, you know, not that I would, I'm happily married, but you know what I mean? I want to make sure that they are completely comfortable uh, in their roles, in their job, and that the people around them, knowing that this frat boy mentality exists, especially in the car business, um, I want to make sure that they don't see anything like that. I, I act like they're my daughters because they're both young enough. Well, one of them is definitely young enough to be my daughter. The other one's not, but I would treat them as if I'm treat if I'm training my own daughter for the job. Mm-hmm. And if more companies treated their women employees as if they were sisters or daughters or mothers, rather than the hot chick over in, you know, uh, the B group and programming, I think it would be a way better place to live in and to work in. And well, I mean, to take it to take the metaphor even farther, just just treat people like human beings. Yeah, you know, but human beings kind of you don't suck, necessarily though. have to bend over backwards. Yeah, but just human beings suck, treat them though, guy. treat them the way that you would you would want to be treated. Yeah, but that's the problem that that they treat people the way they want to be treated. That's why they're doing some of that guy because they are yeah. pigs like that. You know, treat them like you would if it was your mom or your aunt, if they're older than you, your sister, if they're about the same age or your daughter, if they're younger than you treat them with respect. Yeah. Well, that's get, really what it comes down to. Get, get rid of this stupid frat boy mentality that too many people suffer from and too many people make excuses for Well, they didn't mean anything by it. It doesn't matter if they meant anything by it. That's not it's, the point. It exists. Anyways, I'm going to get off my high horse now, and uh, thank you very much, Guy, for coming here. You're welcome. And uh, kind of last minute, I you know, I was chatting with, with you on uh, Facebook, and within 45 minutes, we're up and re- running and recording a show. I, I do appreciate it. I was going to try to do a solo show. I have no problem doing solo shows. I've done them many times in the past, but I don't know. At this point in-, in It's not in, as much fun. No, it's I, I like the conversation. You know, yeah. plus I really did want to talk about your desk. I was really intrigued by that. <laughs> you know, I've been, I saw the pictures. I was like, Ooh, and I kept thinking I should have guy on the show to talk about that someday. And then of course, David, uh, is sick. That's why he's not here. Um, he's got a cough and he's completely congested, I guess. And, um, probably wouldn't make the best audio quality, you know, in those, that situation. Plus he probably needs some rest. Um, so when I saw you on there, I was like, Hmm, this might be a perfect time. So I do appreciate you coming We're on in the guy. same time zone. So anybody loves listening to guys, uh, silky voice can find guy at the my Mac podcast. Of course, you also have this kind of a running thing that you do on Facebook. I don't know if you're also posting it on uh, YouTube at the same time, but, um, yeah, it's yeah, basically Mac guys future live cast. Well, that in guys daily drive. Oh, yeah, where I record myself on the way to work while driving in a car. Obviously, the safest thing I could possibly do while driving in a car. And yeah, and if he's in an and area with a lot of traffic. Yeah, and if it's Guy's Daily Drive, make sure you leave a comment. He'll read it live while he's driving and uh, yeah, respond to your questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, use, I use an iPhone SE, which, of course, only has the, what is that, a five-inch screen? Yeah. So... You know, I, I, sometimes I'll see that a comments come in, but of course I'm, I'm driving a car. And yeah. as I always say, when, when I'm doing it, you know, 
re regardless of what it is I'm talking about, regardless of anything else, the most important thing that I'm doing is driving the car. Yeah, not crashing. It's not not crashing the car. So it's it's no more distracting than is if I had somebody else in the car with me that I was having a conversation with. But at the same time, I, I can't really see what is on the screen. And even if I could, I probably shouldn't look at it yeah, unless I'm like at a light or something. Bad, bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, really bad idea. So and make, it, it's just, it's fun. It's fun. So make sure if you want to listen to Guy's latest uh, misgivings on the MyMac.com podcast, go to MyMac.com, surprisingly enough. Or you can go to yeah. the MyMacPodcast.com. Every show is posted there as well. Well when I remember to post them there. Uh, I usually skip an episode here or there because I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot uh, to post that one. Um, but, yeah, uh, and, of course, you can find Guy on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle, Guy? I actually have two. I have Mac Parrot and Vert Shark, V-E-R-T-S-H-A-R-K. Uh, over on YouTube, if you look up Vert Shark, you'll see all the videos over there. And uh, VertShark.com is the website where everything eventually gets posted so there you go we appreciate it yeah, with the exception there is one exception yeah um the the my mac podcast that that you put out at mymac.com has the after show there we go so or it, the the other stuff isn't doesn't have that we'd love to get feedback from you the listener uh you can send us an email it's the show at techfanpodcast.com of course if you want to leave a message in the show notes either go to the aforementioned mymac.com or techfanpodcast.com and leave a message. We are on Twitter as techfanpodcast as well as the Facebook. So, Guy, uh, looking forward to the next MyMac podcast. I know you just posted one that just went live this morning. So, if you guys want to nice. uh, listen to the latest show, make sure you go to mymac.com right now or your favorite podcast app and download it. And uh, thanks for being on here, Guy. I really do appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.